Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in New York Football Podcast presented by BetOnline.ag. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is betonline.ag. You guys already know I have a futures bet on the Brooklyn Nets to win it all, and that's looking pretty good right now. And if you like that, you should head to betonline.ag and place a bet on the Brooklyn Nets as well. Of course, bet responsibly. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. So head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the New York Football Podcast. I am your host, Steven Tino Rodriguez, as always, be sure to follow us on Twitter at NYFootballPod, as well as myself at Tino Rodriguez. Be sure to like, download, rate, and subscribe on all podcast platforms. We have an awesome show for you guys today. Another action-packed show for you guys. Uh, The content, not crazy right now out in the world of football, but it's alright because we have plenty to still talk about. I have my good friends Jim Pizzappi and Joe Monaco recurring back to the show uh, long-awaited return to the show. It's been about almost a full year. They were here at the start of the season last year, the start of the offseason last year, so I'm glad to have them back. It's been far too long. We're going to talk about Giants, talk a little baseball, just pretty much anything um, that has to do with New York sports. Then I also bring on my good friend, and he's making his first appearance on this show, uh, Bad Luck Brian, Brian Cohen. He's going to break down his struggling Super Bowl Sunday. Went 0 for 17 on his bets. We're going to look through and see where he went wrong, if he gave up gambling, and what he's going to do from here on how to bounce back after taking a dive at 0 and 17 in any sport of gambling. So, not an easy one to recover from, but Cohen seems like he's in good shape, and you guys want to stick around to listen to that. But to get us going, we're going to jump in to my discussion with Jim Pizzappi and Joe Monaco. All right. Now I have the great pleasure of welcoming on a long time overdue here. I don't even know how long it's been, but it's been too long, fellas. Um, welcoming back on Jim Pizzappi and Joe Monaco. Fellas, let me start with this. I miss you. We didn't watch any Giants games together this year. That's pretty disappointing. Uh, but we are here to recap the season. Let me just ask. It's been a long football season. How are we holding up? How are you guys doing? Well, it's uh, the after the Super Bowl is over, it's always very, very sad. But with the way the Knicks have been playing, it's actually provided a nice bridge from football season to baseball season because normally the Knicks just are terrible and the NBA doesn't provide much. But uh, now it's it's not too bad. So, you know, we'll get us over to MLB season and the Knicks are winning some games. So it's not bad. Fair enough. Sundays, uh, Sundays, Sundays are tough. Sundays haven't been, haven't been, haven't been easy at all. It's uh, it, the, the Sunday in between the Super Bowl, when you like get that taste and you know what's coming, it's uh, – 
it's not the same. And then when the Super Bowl's the minute the Super Bowl's over, I was just like, and the Super Bowl wasn't good. So halfway through the middleway through third quarter, I was like, can't believe football's over. But Jim's right. The Knicks are pretty good. That was a great win last night. Julius Randall. Julius Randall, I called him this morning. He was hyped, rightfully so. <laughs> and, you know, they the just Nets got had a big win last night, baseball. too, fellas. The Nets had a huge win last night without yeah, Kevin Durant. Listen, it's New York basketball could hold it down. I'm I'm not opposed. Yeah, I, have bets, I have bets on both sides. I have the Knicks to make the playoffs and the Nets to win the finals. So I'm rooting for both teams here. I would love if they played each Tino. other first round. Tino, I got, I got Knicks to make the playoffs and Nets to win the East. Nice. I put 10 bucks on Knicks to make the playoffs and it's to like pay out like 170, 180 or something like that. Is that I couldn't not take the bet. It's too easy. I was like, yeah. I right now they're six Yeah, they are six It's great. The East, man. You got to love the East, too. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Julius Randle's doing great, too. Emmanuel Quickly's the man. RJ's playing better, too. Listen, I love the Knicks. Oh, yeah. I hope the Knicks are good. But our Nets, though, Joe, don't sleep on the Nets. James Harden had another triple double last night. We should have bet it. We weren't ready for Dude, it. Dude, yeah, you uh that that one night you were all over his stat line. Yeah, they're very exactly predictable. The Nets are a very predictable team. Um, but fellas, we're here to talk about the Giants. We're here to talk about the Giants. We're gonna talk <laughs> baseball. We're gonna talk baseball too. We got our basketball talking, but like I hinted at before, long season, we didn't see any games together. We vividly talked to each other sometimes about the games, but we all knew we didn't want to get too excited. I think you know, as giant fans that have been close together, we were worried. There was a lot of up and down this season. Um, but as a whole, I think we kind of knew what was going to happen and we hit it on the head in our season previews. Um, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, even with our predictions, but just overall what this team did, I mean, they competed and, and we all like Joe judge. We kind of thought they'd come out and fight under him and, they did exactly that. Did you guys see that out of this team? Did you see the, the changing of the tide here on what the Giants were and what they've now become over the last year? I really – I think there was – I saw a change. I think everybody saw a change. Joe Judge, first of all, that guy is great on the microphone. Got to give him that. I mean, he could he could get anybody up for a game. He's, he, I know he gets me going in my living room. But I really enjoyed what we saw. The defense did a sh- – the defense has just been from 2016 to now, the defense has been everywhere on the spectrum, good, bad, horrible, great. And I just, it just is, it's, it's a bad taste in the mouth. How it ended with uh, he who shall not be named uh, throwing that game, putting in, putting in a, me at quarterback. That's mm-hmm. not that unemployed. Who shall not be named. Yeah. 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 It was tough out on it, but, you you're lying to yourself if you don't if you don't feel good going if you don't feel hopeful going into the future with this guy and this defense got a couple question marks the line we got all the draft really we go line we go receiver another question mark is our boy dj daniel jones this is the year to show everybody what's what's going to be happening in the next couple years if he's going to be if he's if he's if he's buying a house or he's keeping the realtor's number you know what what i'm saying you can hit me up you know if he's buying a house in the area you got him Listen, I got him domestically too. Wherever you gotta go, if he needs to find a safe house somewhere, I got him on that too. Me and DJ, we're buds. We're best buds. Um, I think Joe kind of hit that on the head though. Um, the defense really, but you know, I'll say it for you, Joe. Our question marks are on offense, and I know Jim definitely feels that way. We talked about that. The question marks are on offense, um, but we do have question marks on so defense. 
Yeah, well, the thing with defense, it's like our best player last year, I mean, aside from James Bradbury, who, you know, and Blake Martinez, our free agent ads, was Leonard Williams. I mean, he had a career year, and that's a decision Giants got to make. I mean, that's a big-time decision. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do there with him and Dalvin, but um, I think they got to bring Leo back. I, I, I really do. Um, okay. Career year this year, I thought he was a big part of why this defense was the way they were. I know it's going to be a ton of money, but I thought he bought It's going to be a high price tag. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be like eighteen. It's gonna be a high price tag, and I would like them to add one uh, solid free agent signing to the to the line, and then draft a weapon, whether it's Kyle Pitts, whether it's a receiver, one of them. I want Leonard Williams back, but we don't have much cap space, and he's gonna be a hefty price tag having eleven and a half sacks as an interior lineman. So we're gonna have to see. It's gonna have to be for the right price. Wouldn't be totally shocked to not see him back, but mm-hmm. I would like him back. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and if we don't sign him, somebody else is going to scoop him right up. I mean, there's Definitely. also it's also a pretty big name out there in the market now by the name of Justin James Watt. <laughs> that, that's Completely true. true. I think the Panthers just cut yeah. a two-time Pro Bowler. What's his name? Kawan Kawan Short. I think that's who you pronounce it because I saw they, people tying. They David. did cut that guy. I don't know what his name is though. Yeah, I, I think it's Short. I, I know he's good. I can't remember him off the top of my head, but people were just like, Dave Gettleman, don't do it because we have a million D tackles. But, I mean, <laughs> da- we, we got we got Dalvin and Leo on the free agency um, market right now in terms of having to resign one of them or, you know, both of them or none of them. So, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? J.J. Watson, an interesting that. one, but he ain't coming to New York. I'm t- He's going to go to Pittsburgh. He's going to go play nah. with his brothers. He's got to. He's, I he's hope. The Browns, like, the Browns are – you got what interest in considering signing with the Browns? I mean, you know, the Browns, the Browns impressed last year, man. You know, it's not the worst place to go if you're a free agent. And Miles Garrett, he wouldn't get all the double teams. Miles Garrett was bad last year after he had COVID too, so they could really use some help. Yeah, they could. Yeah, maybe get, we'll get Miles the vaccine, and you know, he's right back in business. <laughs> Dude, he he was playing. He just, I guess, he didn't recover fully. He never looked quite himself. A lot of people were like that though after COVID. I mean, Cam. Yeah, Cam in his first two, three games Damn. of the year was balling. I mean, he was a viable fantasy option. Yeah. He fell off a cliff because of COVID. Yeah. They won that week one Dolphins game. Then week two, they lost to the, the Seahawks, but he threw for like 340 oh, yards or whatever. Yeah, and they lost. It was, the, yeah. it was like a bang-bang play in the end zone. They were running. Yeah, off it was, they two. stuffed him at the goal line. They yeah. lost the five with three seconds left. It was crazy. Yeah, he was playing well. Time. They just ran it with him and they stuffed him. Luckily, actually not luckily, because the Giants did lose James Bradbury a little bit there for COVID, but they kind of avoided most of that yeah. stuff. Although they were in a lot of shit in terms of, you know, being out and about. Our boy Danny and Saquon going out without masks. That did happen. That was ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah, they were out in Hoboken wearing masks in a picture recently. So they've learned their lesson. They've paid their dues. Yeah, that's good. This COVID craziness is nuts, though, and we saw it happen in the NBA with Kevin Durant recently. But, um, yeah, we didn't deal with that. So, really, to round this all together, though, we touched on a lot of the team. I want to go through the team as a whole, offense, defense. We could even go coaching staff or just the team as itself. Give a grade on what we thought each unit kind of did this season. Um, We can start with the easy one, and I'll start with you guys because I feel like my uh, grade you guys might already know. But let's talk about the defense. I feel like this is going to be a considered, uh, considerable grade. Um, it'll be nice 
They're not, there won't be a lot of curse words here, and we don't have to talk about Evan Ingram, although the other team's defense did play a lot uh, or did get a lot of takeaways courtesy of Evan Ingram, but that's besides the point. Yeah, Let's yeah. talk about our takeaways. Let's talk about our defense, and there's a lot of positive. There's a lot of positive. We covered up a lot of holes. I think Patrick Graham was a, was a diamond in the rough, and so mm-hmm. where, where do you guys see this D kind of ranking, and what are you going to give them as a grade? I mean, I think they're top notch in the NFL at this point. A, a minus would be my grade. Um, just really, really good in terms of opponent points per game, opponent yards per game, you know, the, the solid secondary. Obviously, we don't have too much edge rushing, but we, we were able to kind of get some good pressure with our interior anyway. Um, so linebacker play with Blake Martinez is obviously outstanding. Um, the rest of the linebacking core could probably use a little bit of improvement. So that's just where the A minus comes from. But I thought the defense was fantastic one of the top 10 in the NFL. Um, Patrick Graham wants to stay here for a while, which is great to see. So I think our defense gives us a lot to be excited about. And uh, I thought they had a great year. I'm going to go A minus two because the free agents that we got in the defense, Blake Martinez, James Brad, James Bradbury, are a big reason why Dave Gellman is getting another shot here at NYG. The defense really was far and away the best part of the team. Although in the first couple games, we were it took a couple games for them to really arrive to really show us that they were legit. But and then it, there was a couple times this year where we would take the we would score to like uh, you know get us within two scores, and it kind of felt like every time that would happen, the other team would immediately score. So that's where the A minus comes from. But they're 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 the reason that we're looking at an extra feeling great. Yeah, I like what you both kind of said there because um, you're right. I, I do feel like we were you know, prone to the big play a little bit at times, but not, not entirely. I mean, we really held it down. Um, and I think for me, I'm just going to give them a solid a because that's just based on expectation. I mean, we didn't have a cornerback two for a while. Uh, we were struggling in need uh, in our secondary in terms of the safeties because McKinney was hurt. Um, Darnay got hurt. I mean, we were thin and we were relying on Logan Ryan a lot and we got away with it. No edge, no second linebacker. We were getting the pressures we did and did what we did, um, you know, without a lot of the help that we needed. And that's a big credit to Patrick Graham, but he gets an A for me on the season. I mean, the guy almost got hired as a head coach just off of, you know, this season alone. So he gets an A, the defense gets an A. But really, I, I think to Joe's point too, the free agent signings, I mean, that's a credit to Dave Gettleman. I think he knocked free agency out of the park. If I were given that a grade just off the top of my head, it was an A2 because they drafted really, really well, too. And from what I saw from McKinney, I mean, people shit on Andrew Thomas, but I think he turned it on towards the end of the year. There's enough there to be hopeful about. People are forgetting he caught a two-point conversion. Yeah, people are forgetting that. <laughs> Nobody talks about that. I mean, not this warps catch. You're totally right because the draft and Logan Ryan were, were other good things that, that Gettleman did this past season. So he certainly earned himself another shot. Yeah, I mean, and whether that's whether that's fully Gettleman or like the judge, you know, judge rubbing off on him too. Like, who mm-hmm. cares? Sure. I mean, things are finally going yeah. in the right direction. I think. I mean, that's if we're going to blame Gettleman for everything, we got to give him credit for stuff like this too. Yeah, yeah, and people don't want to do yeah. that. People don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They only want to knock him for the bad stuff. That's why they still make the Panther jokes. But like, you make those Panther jokes, and in the back of my head, I thought the same thing with Bradbury. And was it re- like, is there really an issue? Yeah. Exactly. Is there really an issue with the guy having an inside on one of these, you know, one of the free agents or potential guys that are out there that can come to this team? I, I really don't think it should be that big of a knock. 
Look what Graham did. Look what Judge did. They're bringing guys from their systems. They brought in Fackrell because Graham coached him in Green Bay. It's like there shouldn't really be that big of an issue of you being familiar with a guy because you know he's going to get the job done. Granted, the Panthers did stink, yeah. though, when uh, Gettleman was there for a yeah, little bit there on defense, but still. They also made a Super Bowl. They did. They did. They did. Because of the offense. But besides the point. Because of the offense. Besides the point. All right. So let's circle back here. Let's circle back. And we talked about the defense here. Uh, we hinted kind of at the offseason. Uh, I think we all knew. I, I, I'm pretty sure I had you guys on and we talked about um, what we thought about those signings in the offseason. People can go in the archives and check the tape if they really want to. We we were right on a lot of the stuff um, there. And by the way, the only team that stopped the Giants from a perfect November, that video we talked about, ended up being Super Bowl champions. So not bad. Not, not too bad. Yeah, not bad. And it was beat. a hell of a game, we too, man. Have beat. That was Danny's worst game. Yeah, the Giants did better against the Bucs. Daniel, Daniel, Jones doesn't, Daniel Jones doesn't throw a ball out of bounds before we win that game. I'm sorry. Dude, it's not even that. He threw, he threw that those two picks he had were just probably his worst of the season, I thought, in that game. Like, that was by I far the back in the year. Well, that was Pittsburgh. You're t- are you oh, talking about Pittsburgh ball. in the back of the end zone? No, but he I'm, threw I'm one coming about out the of the back half. of the end zone of Pittsburgh, and then we threw one against the Redskins too in the back of the end zone, trying to throw one. Yeah, out. no. Yep, but there was that one too. That one was bad. No, he threw this at midfield. The Giants got a huge return on special teams. We were up at half against the Bucks. We got the ball. We crossed midfield, second play, and he just throws a pick, and they get it. Goes to nobody. Goes to nobody but the defender. Absolute bad. momentum killer type stuff. Yeah. But you're right. I, I mean, and Joe said it before. I mean, this is a proven year, and that's and that's a perfect way to segue it in. Um, in terms of uh, offensive grades, Daniel Jones is a big part of this offense. He was banged up a lot this year. Then they rushed him back. He played hurt. The O line was staggered. It showed signs of life at time. But either way, we had no Saquon. There were no weapons on the outside. I mean, it was tough to watch. And Jason Garrett's just the worst human being on the face of the earth. Actually, second to Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is the worst. And you know, it was not make his job easier. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, the worst. It it was hard to watch. You know, it was, it, it, we had so much excitement talking about the defense when we got the ball on offense, there was just no point really. I mean, when Danny was on, I felt the mojo a little bit, but there was no point where I'm like, here it comes. We can take this one over. Never, never. Cause the offense was just so. No, we were hoping for 21 to 24 points, and we were hoping our defense could could hold the other team to less than that because there's no way we were – I mean – and it's like Joe's right. When we did, like the Cowboys game, you know, the first one, when we put up a bunch of points, we give up a ton of points. So, it, it, you know, it, it just – it only clicked for a, such a short amount of time during this season, you know? Yeah. Like and both, both all, all cylinders pumping. Felt like they could never get on the same page. It started off well, though. I thought the offense did well. Too. Yeah, like, totally. What they were doing with Danny early on was like in the Pittsburgh-Chicago games, from what I remember, like those are two good teams. We played those teams close. Like we played good teams close, at least at finished like playoff teams um, to one score games. And we didn't put them away because yeah. we, I mean, dude, and a lot of that, the, the Steelers game, that's on Danny a little bit for the throw in the back of the end zone. That Chicago game, Saquon got hurt. Ingram had that terrible drop. That's when yeah. it started, the drop for the Yinto. It, and it all just snowballed after that, I feel. It just got worse. Mm-hmm. The 49ers game, what that was our first game without Saquon. That was oh, – That was the worst game of the season. I block it out. That was actually the worst game of the season. They got the shit kicked out. Yeah, they got destroyed. The only game they really got absolutely crushed besides the Ravens. 
Because everyone was like, like 29. Like, there's yeah, but the, no the Ravens are like, ah, I mean, they're going to kick our ass. But yeah. We had no Saquon. They had no like three and a half point dogs. We lost like 28. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah they had no team. Yeah. It's like, MetLife, the MetLife turf was taking one of them each week. I'm literally it's unbelievable. They end up getting destroyed that game. Just destroyed. Yeah. And the, yeah, they played the Jets the week stunk. before and they got hurt. They got really hurt in that game. But um, we were talking about the offense. We do have to give a grade out. I did say I would give an F for frustration, um, but then I made the joke to Jim before the show. I'm still going to play it. I'm going to give them an E, an E for Evan Ingram, to where um, I firmly believe that if that guy didn't turn the ball over for us the nine times that he did, there's a very good chance that this team, with all their potential, sneaks in with seven wins or fucking eight wins or whatever it ended up being, whatever the tiebreaker could have been with us winning that Eagles game. And just a couple of those games, if we get to eight wins because a couple of those, a couple of those drops, this offense does enough to mm-hmm. get us in the playoffs. Does it matter all that much? No, but it's just, it was yeah. every game. It was every game. Yeah. He slowed it down and they kept every game. We had to watch him get fed six, eight, 10 targets. Why? Cause there's no Saquon. Oh my God. Targets for days. It was it was targets so for days. So many plays drawn up for everything. And then the way they used Wayne Gallman this year never made sense to me. It never made any sense to me. Like he'd be churning, but then like they wouldn't really play him. He'd get like eleven touches, and like I get it. Like you know, yeah, they go to like they kept, they kept other yeah. guy score after you bring it to like the two yard line. Alfred Morris. Yeah, that didn't make a lot of sense. Team, so that was really annoying. Alfred Morris. Yeah. Yeah, Alfred Morris and Deion Lewis. Fucking Dion Lewis. Take vulturing touchdowns. But, um, yes, yeah, so my grade's an E. My grade's an E, fellas. Where, where are you guys at? I'm going to give him flat out an F. I mean, this was a year that was historic in terms of points scored for the NFL. And the, if not for the Jets, the Giants would have been the worst offense in the NFL. So, I mean, it's embarrassing. It's straight up horrible. Uh, you know, after Saquon gets hurt, even when we had Saquon for that game and a half, he couldn't get anything going. Like, the offensive line, you know, when they did run block, Saquon was already gone. So, you know, it was sort of too late in, in a sense. The run game did get going a little bit at times. But like you said, they, you know, it would just hit a wall, become inconsistent. Daniel Jones, whether he's throwing a pick, fumbling the ball, or just not being able to drive the ball downfield because our receivers get absolutely no separation. We have no legitimate downfield threat. And Evan Ingram can't catch COVID. Uh, I mean, it, it was a horrible season offensively. Why couldn't he catch COVID? That would have been fucking perfect. Like, please. Graham Gano caught COVID. Fucking Evan Ingram couldn't catch COVID. That was, oh, my God. We could have, dude. Caden Smith yeah. in the start and spot. That's if he right. catches the ball, if we the first time we play the Eagles in Philly, not only do we beat Philly for the first time in six okay. years, win in Philly for the first time in, like, 50 years, but he we make the playoffs. If he catches that ball, we make the playoffs. Don't Doug look Peterson. at what happened in Week 17. Look at that one play, first time against the Eagles. He just fumbled in that Bengals game, too. I'm saying Doug Peterson can't fuck Jesus. us. Doug Peterson can't fuck us in that last game if we beat the Eagles ourselves. If we took care of business, that whole fuck up in Philly would have never happened. And that's what happens when you leave, mm-hmm. like, your decisions and your abilities into other teams' hands. That, like, they just crush it. They just crush it when they have the opportunity. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to fucking happen. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the Eagles do that? Yeah, why wouldn't they? I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I mean, honestly. I wasn't oh, surprised. Be better than that. If it cost Doug Peterson his job, whether it was his idea or Harry Rosen's idea, it doesn't really matter. It cost the guy's job. They're so fucked. They're so fucked. 
I mean, no, the only saving so grace, they may rape the Bears on this trade for Wentz. Maybe, maybe, but we'll see what the details come out because apparently they're going to trade Wentz. Just I, yeah, I guess they have I don't know what that deal is going to be. Okay. Like to me, you know, they're going to have to give uh, what. Good job. Remember, I said that uh, Jalen was going to be starting for the Eagles on that uh, next time they played the second time they played the Giants. I was yeah. like three weeks off. Yeah, you were. You were. That cool. Yeah, that was a bold call, and it was out of nowhere too, because there was really no reason to think Carson Wentz would get benched. Yeah, I was. I was, I was just spinning that narrative and. It worked. From what I remember, I was on. I was on there with you, Joe. The Giants. I supported it. I was all the way here for it because if you got two quarterbacks, you got none. But the the thing with the Eagles is, I'm pretty sure they're going to have to give up picks because the way it sounds now, like they'd have to bone the bear somehow. But I don't see how because I think the Eagles are going to have to give up Wentz and a few like nice picks like future assets or like second, first rounders. I'm not kidding. It's similar to the, the Jared Goff deal with the Lions because of how bad the contract is structured. The contract's so bad. And so they're going to have to send them some picks, and I think the Bears are going to send them players. From what I heard, it was like Tariq Cohen, Nick Foles, and a bunch of other bullshit. Um, but we'll like, see. Foles back on the Eagles, I don't like that. It's so dumb. They're, they're so, uh, good. It's so dumb. That's a, such a stupid, like, I don't think the Bears will do it. I don't think not that trade. That trade doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, know. I hope not. I mean, if they throw them enough assets in terms of draft picks, I mean, you swallow it. The Bears need a quarterback. I mean, they're moving on from Mitch, and the, another team. That's that's the thing. The only saving grace is the Bears because the Bears are stupider than the Eagles. They still kept Matt Nagy and everyone that's been fucking shitting the franchise away for the last two years. So it's it is it is wild <laughs> right now. Um, Joe, did you give a grade uh, on the uh, offense? I, I did not, but I can be quick. I'm giving him a U for unwatchable. There you go. That's the best way to describe it. We didn't say this earlier, but Jim did remind me when he talked about the line, like when Saquon played the first, the first point scored of the season were a field goal after we got a muffed punt down at the one yard line and what ran it three straight times and lost yards. That's when I knew we were in trouble. Yeah, that's horrible. Unwatchable. <laughs> the last five years, I was sick and never freaking scoring. That was the last time we scored was 2015. 2015, that was Eli's best year. Unbelievable. Let's score some points. How about 30 or a couple games this year? Or am I beating too greedy? We need to get to – uh, We had 30 once this past year or twice? We had it against the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure. And I think yeah, definitely the first time against the Cowboys. That might be it. That might be I'm it. Probably it. Yeah, that might be it. All right. Well, overall, though, now let's look overall. Then the team Even itself, the from 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 our expectations on coming into this year, where did you see the Giants? Because we were a competitive team. We already talked about we competed with some playoff teams. Um, we're definitely not the worst team in the league anymore. We're picking slightly outside the top ten. What what was the grade of the team this year, just as a whole? If we were giving this like a Madden scale, um, where, where do they where do they sit on that? Even though the Giants are terrible as a team in Madden, they always are, but. I used to say they disrespected Daniel Jones and Madden, but he sort of looks real shitty sometimes. So it's hard to say. <laughs> Every time I'm on Madden and stick one fumbles, I'm like, can we get realistic, please? <laughs> yeah, and Evan Ingram's catching passes and it makes no sense. It's like, yeah, dude, like catch up. No I guess as far as a grade for the whole season goes, well, they pretty much did. I would say they played to my expectations, barring, like, I guess the defense did better than I thought they would, and the ending to the season no one could have predicted because I guess no one knew the NFC East would be a bunch of under 500 teams. But 
I think I might have said seven and nine. They ended up being six and ten, so close with that. But as far as like NFL being an NFL team goes, C plus. I was gonna say that too. C plus. Yeah. All right, Joe. Since I gave the grade, you're gonna say, why don't you go ahead and give me your reasons? Okay, C plus because uh, we were this close to the playoffs, so I feel like making it to week 17, automatic passing grade. Okay. Automatic D plus or higher. Playoff hopes in December, baby. Yeah, and it not coming down, winning week 17, and it not coming down to us gets you out of the D-plus to the C range. It came down to the last play, the last – not play, but, you know, the last game of the whole season. Like, And going and, and going uh, four and two in the division gets you the plus. No playoffs, though. Playoffs uh, – I think playoffs are in the B range, so I'm going to go C-plus. I like those That's a good assessment. I like those. Well, let's make Dean's list next year. Am I right, boys? <laughs> no, you know, you know what? For all those reasons, I'll give him the bump. I'm, I've always been a generous teacher. I was a sub for like four months. So this is a generosity. I'll give him the B minus. I give him the B minus for competitive December football, competing with good teams, winning record in division, uh, figuring the defense out, being respectable, figuring out a head coach. Like we checked off some boxes, having a good draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't really have a, a big bus. upset against the Huge upset, road upset, like completely out in that game. Um, yeah, yeah, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. Beat Philly, finally. Should have beat them twice. Well, that, that was the first time we beat that was the first time we beat Dallas since and Philly since 2016. Yep. Both of them. So in terms of like the team and like being the Giants. It's insane. <laughs> it took so long. I know it's been a really long time. People are forgetting. And that's what I think Giants fans get so eager and we've seen the championships. So I get it. Like we should have the mindset of like, you know, cause we're so consistently inconsistent at times. And then we go on our run. So I get the frustrations, but like, they have to like appreciate the climb a little bit like this. Like these are positive steps. Like this is a different losing season yes. than the losing season. It's a full rebuild. I mean, yeah. And what's, what's scary, I think, for the season coming up is that, like we said, they gave Gettleman another year. Daniel Jones has one more year to really prove it. Like, we're, like, a season away, though. If things don't shape out, like, do we just blow it up again? And, like, that's terrifying because I hope not. It's a fair question. I no, we can't, we can't afford that to happen because now we're talking several more years of darkness. <laughs> yeah. we, we can't have that happen. I know. Yeah, no, we <laughs> <laughs> no, we got to go eight and eight or better this year without a shadow of a doubt. Or, you know, I guess eight and nine and eight now is the, is the ceiling because it's 17 games. For me, I would, I literally, and I already maybe, I, I, if, if they went seven and nine again, but the NFC sucked, like if it was the same exact situation again, I would like, wouldn't be surprised if they like, that's enough to get the job done. Dude, they got to be competitive in the East. They got to have a winning record against those teams. They got to compete every game. They got to fit. Like, I'm hoping that, like, everyone isn't grouped together. That's what I think I'm worried about because Gettleman's tied to Jones. But, like, there's there's a whole situation there in terms of Judge is the head coach now. That'll be his second year. By fucking with his shit, like, Garrett might have – will probably go. And then there's just revolving doors. Then Judge is going to get shit on him. And it's like – Judge should be untouched. Patrick Graham should go unscathed. Like those are the two kings that need to be left alone. And I'm almost worried like we're gonna ruin a good thing mm-hmm. if everything gets blown up. Because I think those two things are something we've actually fucking gotten right. They seem to be, you know, like Judge maybe in game. If I want to be not biased here and critique him a little bit, in game he had some like questionable like 
hesitations, but he's a first year coach. You know, I think that's going to come with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, dude, I mean, he's a leader of men, dude. He's a fucking leader of men. Eight and eight, though. Jim said that. My eyes widened up. Oh, that's a tall order. But it's, uh, it's you know, hey, Joe, we, Judge, Joe Judge would tell you why stop there. Yeah, I mean, what, what they? how many wins did they have in 2019? Four? Or Maybe. five. We had like six, five, four, five. So if, we can, if we can go from four to six, we can go from six to eight. Isn't there supposed to be 17 games next year? Yes. So I don't think we can go eight and eight. We actually like we either go above. No, we can go eight and nine. We're not. So I was going to say, I appreciate your your thoughts here on the season. I I like the grades and the thoughts on it um, because it it made me think outside on this team on the actual improvements we made. I feel like I was a little bit in denial on like whether or not we were still a good team. And I think talking to you guys, Got me back in the, in the mindset that we are, we are a good team. I think, I think solid the, team, solid team. We just need better consistency in offense. <laughs> Ready for the draft? We're gonna have another big off season, and uh, who knows what can happen? Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But um, until then, we yeah, at least have nice. we have a lot of baseball to look forward wow. to. You know what? It kills me that both of you guys are Yankee fans because. Yeah. I want to talk Mets and like, I feel like I have to talk Yankees first. Like it has to fall in the order. Like before I get to Mets, I have to talk about Yankees, but I'm okay with it. I don't mind it. I understand. Hey, um, Here's good news for you guys. And this is something I think Yankee fans don't talk enough about. At least the Rays are going to stink. At least I think they're going to stink. They probably will. Dude. Yeah. We always say they're so, they're so crafty. You know, they'll call someone up who's who, like, who the hell is this kid? He'll throw 102 and they'll do a bullpen game and we'll have two hits. So it's like, whenever you, whenever you think the Rays are going to be shitty, just they got some, there's some, some funny stuff going on down, down there at Tropicana Field. They really do. Bastards. Yeah. Oh, I, I hate it. the Rays, man. I, I wouldn't count guys, them out just don't yet. They? Didn't they, didn't they have a winning record against you guys last year? And they beat you guys in the playoffs? They did last year. And they knocked us out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, hey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, years, good. Years before, the years leading up, we were fucking kicking the Rays around. Not, we weren't, we weren't, you know, we were, we weren't, they weren't winning like four games against us. They were winning games, but we were always, you know, winning more. Yeah, in, the in, the, in the season record. And then this year, what was it? We were playing 10 times. We 10 times. What? No, it was nine, eight and two, or nine and one. Yeah, they they were. Yeah, I think we were two and eight against them, or one and nine. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right. They changed the schedules then, too. That was only yeah, the game season. Now that it's back to one sixty two, supposedly, uh, it should be back to eighteen. Or get the brain back to the. Yeah, like Jim said, a bunch of schemers. I hope they stink, but Jim's right. They could. Uh, they could have a couple tricks up the sleeve. They still got Brandon Lau, Rose Arena, uh, Meadows. You know, I, they traded Blake Snell, which is chill. But you know, still got Glass now, who is, in my opinion, kind of inconsistent. But Charlie Morton's gone, which is, yeah, he has a nice flow though. Glass, but the Yankees themselves should be great. Yeah, what's that? He looks like that guy. He, him, and that guy from that show, Peaky Blinders, are twins. Hey, nah, he just has a birthmark on his face. That doesn't scarecrow. Batman begins. He does it. No, yeah, they, I don't they, know. Dude, we'll see about the There was a head and shoulders commercial with the actor, and like, I was like, oh my god, it's Tyler Glass now. But it was, it was, it was Cillian Murphy. That's his name. Well, I think the Yankees. Yeah, 
fuck the fuck the Rays. I think oh, yes. Yang, the Yanks are gonna get it together because you actually got pitching. I, I think you turned your pitching around, and that's like, good that's for you guys. So, so yeah. you, you like the gamble with the with the recovering arms? You like the gamble? I do, uh, but I'm I think you, you I think you took enough gambles with it that at least a couple of them have to pay off. And I think for the Yankees, that's all you really need because you're gonna give uh, Debbie Garcia enough space and breathing room. Mm-hmm. You know, he's still a young. He's nice to like come. He, yeah. yeah, let him come along a little bit. Garrett Cole is going to hold down the ace role. Losing Tanaka sucks, but, you know, I like Talia. They like Jordan Montgomery, man. The Yankees. Mm-hmm. the Yankees really yeah, like I don't Jordan know about Montgomery. Montgomery, though. Yeah. He just does, he doesn't I, have I a velocity, they, but he's got a big curveball. So. He does. We'll see. He, he's got, he does. That means he's got to dot his shit. If he doesn't dot his, and hit his spots, he'll get hit. So, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the luxury of missing a spot with a 100-mile-an-hour fastball like some guys do. I can't believe you guys actually traded out of Eno to uh, the Red Sox either. That was wild, making a trade to the Red Sox. That was, that was very wild. But it looks like we did that so we could sign this Justin Wilson guy. Yeah, from the Mets. This former former slash former Met, a real uh, New York City uh, citizen. Definitely knows all the, the good pizza spots. Yeah, I was Definitely. surprised the Mets didn't bring him back, but I, 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 don't, I don't really know what happened with that. Maybe you like the Yankees more. I wouldn't blame him. I heard the Yankees have better food Maybe. in the locker rooms. I heard the Yankees have better food in the locker rooms. I heard the Yankees. Yeah, uh, Christian Yelich said that on uh, on Carabas's podcast. They were like, "Where was the best food we ever had?" Or maybe it was he was on part of my take, but he was like Yankee Stadium. Like said it like that. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it he's, like, they, he's like they have lobster. They have sta-. he's like they they have the best spread, which is great. He loves yeah, it. which is great. Love to hear that. Yeah, City Field, great food for the yeah. fans if you're at the ballpark, but as a player, great. you know. Yeah, the fans pay the salary, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the Mets, guys. If you want to hop on board and jump on and get some uh, get some money on the futures now, I mean, you might as well. Lindor, pretty damn good. Pretty good, that Lindor guy. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Talented. That's a big fact. This, this is the most excited Mets fans have got to be for a season in a long time. Not that long, long though. Yeah. See, like I, I think encouraging, uh, encouragingly enough for me as a Met fan, um, I've been through the dog days. The last five years have not been dog days. Like they really haven't. No, but not dog days. We had I mean, two made the, made the years of uncertainty, yeah. but like starting 2015, the Mets really turned it around. Like their talent. Finally- when's the last time the Mets have had? A t- when's the last time the Mets had a roster this good? Well, they haven't been this aggressive in free agency either and making trades probably since the early 2000s. Yeah, that's the thing. But in terms of talent, like, I've been excited about the Mets. You could argue. You could argue they haven't had a roster this good since, like, 06. Yeah. Yeah, you could. But, like, at the same time, like, everyone – I know the 15 team was good, but it was really really the rotation. That's – but that's that's also part of the excitement for me. Yeah, that's a part of my excitement because Strowman has to finally have a full season. He's being a bitch last year. And the year before, he didn't give us much. So if he gives us an inch of what he sells, Cookie coming along, Syndergaard comes back, and we have the best pitcher in baseball. It's like that's what gets me going. I love the roster, and Lindor is going to be exciting. But, I mean, that's the Mets right there. The pitching is going to get us there because our bullpen's god-awful. So if our starters don't pull it together, I'm still deathly nervous. And Lugo just went down. I'm nervous about that bullpen still. Hopefully that's not too long, but – yeah. Let me ask you something, Tino. I, I don't think there's a DH. I think there's no DH. I think that's been established. So, what what is the plan with Pete Alonso and Dom Smith? You just play Dom Smith in left field and hope he doesn't drop a ton of fly balls, or what? 
Well, no, the, the, the issue is, and they just signed Kevin Pillar, and this is where I'm at. I think the Mets are kind of in a limbo here. They really don't know what they're doing. And I, it's this is the most, like with their recent string of moves, I don't think they know what they're doing either. The DH hasn't fully been said to be a no, but it seems like it's going to be a no, which causes issues because, you know, I think it makes players like Dom Smith because they love Pete and Pete's the younger one and has has the proven Pete track record in a sense. Yeah, he, Pete is Pete. And so Dom becomes expendable. And I, th- I think they're going to end up like uh, – He's so good. He is. He is. But where are you going to put him? He's He's got to go to the AL. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I think you got to trade him. And I think you trade him yeah. for something that helps your team. And I think that's why they're shopping third basemen. If they can put Dom in a trade for a third baseman, I, I think it makes a lot of sense for them. I think it makes a lot of sense. That's, a, that's a hard man to trade, dude. I think Dom Smith is, is the truth. I think so too. But what I, are they going to do? But I don't know what you do with him without a DH. I really don't know because he can't play left field all the time. He's just not like a left fielder. So, no. Can you? I guess it's too late to have him try to go play. Does he? Does he throw lefty too? Yeah, he's a lefty. So you can't. Even, yeah, I'm sure they would have stuck him at third, third a long time ago. Yeah, and and I already play. said it. I made the jokes. I'm like, let's stop all the Pete Alonso to third base talk now because that would be the only other scenario. You move Pete to third. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> no way you can handle over there. It's like if it's fucking <laughs> Little League or Babe Ruth, and like you just got a big guy who you got to stick at first base, so you just play any other position yep. so you can get on the field. Yeah, so that's exactly. a that's a scenario they have right now. But I really wouldn't be surprised because they don't want to move on their young prospects in the farm. So I'd imagine they have to trade some big league talent, like based on the the amount of center fielders they're signing. And like, I think they're kind of frustrated. They didn't get any of the big fish. I think they want to make a name. And I think like seeing Arenado go, it seems like third basemen are kind of on the market. I wouldn't be surprised if like Brian doesn't happen or they don't do anything third base wise and they make something happen like at the trade deadline, because it just seems like that's kind of the, the Mets' MO. I think they're putting feelers out there to like get people interested and then maybe they start Dom and left more than we expect. And he does well enough that they decide to make that move then. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, Cliff Frazier is an actual left fielder and, and he was horrible at left field. And now he's a gold glove finalist type guy, apparently. So I guess it's, you know, it can happen. Dom rakes. Dom man. Smith can become serviceable. He was, te- he was but. top 15 in RBIs. I think home runs and average last year. He was amazing. He was literally amazing. Yeah. 18. Uh, yeah, eighteen. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. He's, I know he's a fucking nerd. So, so, so I hope somehow he's listening to this. But Trevor Bauer is the biggest wackadoodle I've ever seen in my entire life. Putting up Met shit on his website. What is even the play there? He did apologize for that. He claimed that it was not supposed to happen. Sure, but it's still a bad look. Why did you even make the merchandise? He's a whack job. Joe's right. He's a fucking whack job. Good riddance. Forty million dollars is way too much. Way too much. Forty-five is even more. MLB history. Yeah. Shout out Evan Roberts. He was sniffing that out from the beginning. He was like, "I got a feeling he's using the Mets to get to the Dodgers." I was like, "Dude, I think you're just being a little too negative as a fan." It right. felt wrapped up. Yeah, it, it felt, felt wrapped, wrapped up. up. When I saw the stuff on the website, I was like, "Okay, that's like, it's like the leak. That's like when the live Instagram. That's like Baker Mayfield live feeding right before we got the number." Right before they announced the number one pick that he was celebrating, I was like, oh, Baker Mayfield's going to be the number one pick. Yep. But I thought that was the same thing. But no, Trevor Bauer is just being a fucking crazy person. But I thought it would be wrapped up like, at like – love Mets fans. Fuck you. But like the lower 30s, like I still didn't feel good as a Mets fan to justify if we 
gave him even $35 million because DeGrom's not even making like 10 mil of that. So like, I was yeah. like, you know, you know what I mean? He's making like 10 mil less. And it's like, no way. Cause he's not a, he's not a hair on the Grom's ball sack. He's not is there any guarantee that Trevor Bauer repeats what we saw last year? No, there's more of a guarantee. He repeats. He's had two seasons with an under four ERA or an under three ERA every year. Uh, yeah, every probably year like, a, like a three, eight. Yeah. Fuck out of here. No way. Yeah, that's, no way. that's not worth no fucking 40 mil. But good for him taking care of his chicken and getting paid and, and like, you know, parlaying yeah. what he had on a short season. A 60 game season. I think that's 60 game season. If Luis, if Luis, Luis Severino in 2019 18. pitches a 60 game season, he's a Cy Young too. He's yeah. right. He was like 10 and 0 with like a 2 1. Yeah. Who knows? Trevor Bauer could have gone crazy over the All Star break because one of his YouTube videos didn't load in time. <laughs> Probably did, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, it's not every year you win the Cy Young on a contract year. I yeah. mean, that's a very rare opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, good for him securing the bag. That's what any of us. He parlayed that into the highest annual salary in, in baseball history, which is impressive. Yeah. And I think he sold the whole media thing behind it. And that's probably why it was New York or LA, obviously the biggest markets, but he was an <laughs> LA guy. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He, he's annoying and he's a weird dude, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, I don't think he's that good. I didn't think he was that good to begin with, but it would have helped the Mets like on paper, but whatever. <laughs> it's cool. Fuck it. would help the Mets on paper, but it would have been a lot of money. It also would have been a headache because I, I already said this on record on our streams. Um, by the way, perfect time to plug What Do You Shay? Check, uh, check out the What Do You Shay channel on YouTube, guys. Um, yeah, when we cover Mets content on there, I was like, yo, we already have a Marcus Stroman. I don't need a Trevor Bauer at all. Like Marcus Stroman does Similar. enough talking for everyone. <laughs> great point. Like a, a great we don't point. need any more of that. Like Stroman and I was already telling you my frustrations. He talks a talk, doesn't always walk the walk. I have a strong feeling Bauer is going to be exactly that. The guy threw a ball yeah. over the center field wall. So yeah, and yeah, Stroman, he's a he's a little bit of the head case too. Yeah, if you, if you tweet at him, actually insulting him, you might hear him yelling at you in your, in your driveway. <laughs> yeah, he'll be in your driveway from Long Island in like ten minutes. He'll be telling you to come out. Yeah, save his face. He was, uh, he, 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 he was, he was saying, he was, I guess, pissed because, well, Brian Cashman said he wouldn't have made a difference, which I know Brian Cashman wasn't probably, I mean, you got to know what you're saying. Someone's going to take yeah. that away. But I don't think he deliberately meant to be like, yeah, fuck him. He sucks. But he was fucking tweeting about how he's better than everybody. And then it was like, whoa. It was, it was like the, it was like the Drake gift. Like, whoa, just take it easy, man. <laughs> Drake Bell. Throwback, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a few drink act yeah, like so the This might not know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Whoa, drink just take it easy, man. Whoa. <laughs> oh, wait. So important question before we wrap this up, guys. Um, do you think we'll be able to tailgate at a game by the end of this year? Yes. I want to say yes, but confident, yeah. I'm, I'm baseball, baseball, I can't gun to my head, I can't tell you yes, but I think football. 20 weeks or how many weeks it is with the 18 or 19 games. I think we'll get football. I do. I hope you're right, man. I just, uh, I don't know. I want to say yes, but we'll see. But hey, as long as baseball starts on time, that is my main concern at the moment. I need baseball to start on time. One month. No back, we already do this. And we need to, play, I mean, I don't know how the hell MLB plans are doing a full 162 game season traveling around the whole country without COVID cases going crazy. So 
I, I guess we'll see what the plan is. And that's the issue with that. That's why the DH isn't set. The schedule isn't set when the league is starting because there's yeah. that underlining factor. I tried to buy uh, spring training tickets today, though, and uh, they're not on sale. But I think they will be eventually because Florida doesn't give a fuck. Um, okay. So Joe says yes. Jim says I hope so. Either way, we will watch a game together. And what will we be, uh, what will we be drinking? I couldn't get the question out. What are we going to drink? Thoughts? Bud Light? Bud Light on game day. <laughs> Bud Light on game day. Budweiser. I knew it was Bud Light. Joe, Joe likes the Bud Light. Budweiser. Bud Heavy. Joe Bud, Bud, Bud Heavy. Bud Heavy's on game day for me. Yo, Tino, you want you want to hear something funny, dude? Uh, this was like years ago when you and I pretty much first met, and we were we were at Holly. Funny enough, but there was like a like a two day old keg in there, and you poured yourself a cup, and you were like, "Who else wants some?" And I was like, "I'll take some." And you were like, "Yo, you give Pazappi anything, and he'll drink it." <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that to this day. That's amazing. To this day. To this day. Yeah, that's honestly me now. You just give me anything, I drink it. Someone asked me my favorite beer the other day, and I just called myself a fisherman. I was just like, I'll drink anything. I'll drink seawater if I had to. Um, you know, to stay alive, of course. Not, not as bad as it sounds. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, you know what? Actually, Joe, I can't ask you the last question because even though this is an explicit podcast, I don't want to get us into trouble with law enforcement, but we will be breaking the law sometime soon, Joe. At a game. <laughs> at, eventually. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, got, yeah. we got the famous picture at the famous picture at uh, at the Pete Alonso home run game. That game Walls will be you know, good time. That game was up that there. That was the, video too, was going up, so. the Brandon Nimmo game. Those because we got a Nimmo. That ended up being, yeah, that ended up being the craziest game too. They like literally was like a play at home plate to end it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. It was. It shouldn't have been. After, the train station, we're like, yeah, the game's over. After the Pete Alonso yeah. home run, we were like, so the game's over. <laughs> It was in the yeah, second. Like, I think. That's it, right? <laughs> yeah, that was. I think it was a bottom of the first. <laughs> yeah, there's no I way. Said two guys no way they were losing. It I called it too. I said we got. We're gonna score three in the first. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Bad. Runs in the first. I think we bet that. I think we did bet runs in the first. We bet runs yeah, in the we, first. We and Pete Alonso home run. And Pete Alonso home run Mets to win. That was a hell of a day. Um. Well, this was a hell of a time. Sports Oh. Yeah, when you could go to sports, yeah. This was fun, though, Tino. You're right. Yeah, no, we'll do it again. We're definitely going to do this again. I never want to get off, honestly, but we do have to wrap it up. But, yeah. hey, guys, thanks again. I appreciate it, and um, we'll do something. We're going to do something soon. We'll figure it out. We'll think of something creative. We always put our minds to something. Maybe not Giants you want to be in a fight with because we did that one last year, but I'll, I'll I'll put my head to something, and I'll come up with a list of some sort. It Kevin good. Booth liked, liked that on Twitter, actually. Yeah, I show me Kevin Booth about... whenever I can, but I, yeah. I guess he's not an avid listener. That was great. Yo, Kevin Booth showed some love. He showed some love. <laughs> Kevin Booth. I feel like he would come like on. us, but, you know, it's okay. We'll cross that bridge. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he should come on the podcast just to talk about his legs. He should. He should. <laughs> and tell us, like, size it up next to a refrigerator and see if, like, his legs are bigger than the refrigerator. Who's this? Yeah, for real. They were showing Sneak once uh, squat videos, by the way, on Giants Twitter today. That was great. Mm-hmm. Love looking at Saquon. yeah Sports Center. Sports Center put out a video that said Saquon never skips leg day. Yeah, so which is true. Tino, he doesn't. Tino, yeah. I I want I want to tell you this before we left. Uh, before the U.S. Open started, I put fifteen on Serena to win it. Yeah, she's in the semifinals right now against the girl who beat her last year. She's like twenty-one years old. Naomi Asoka. 
That's her name. Oh, yeah, she's nasty. Yeah. They're playing tomorrow night. The winner's going to the finals. I honestly think like the winner's going to win the whole thing. Dude, I put 15 bucks on her to win 150. She was plus a thousand. Those are the best. Disrespect. Those are the best bets. Yeah. Oh my God. If you get Serena at that number any day of the week. I took her Saturday. I took her Saturday night too. Awesome match. She's she's great to watch. You know what would be great? Crazy. Yo, you should tell me when you put bets like this together and we could sweat it out. Maybe we set up a live stream of some sort for the people to just see you freaking out. Because the last time I saw you sweating out of bed, I have a picture of that. Your face was scary to look at. I'm pretty sure it's it good more- stuff. Whenever you're sweating more- out of bed, it's very it's it's What's good content. content. It's a crazy, it's yeah, it is really good content. It's how the Barstool guys make a living off of it. What, what it was bet literally was that? as if what bet was it? I think it was a Braves Mets game. The Mets were on the road and they were coming back. But as soon as I got to the house. You, you were like, I bet the Mets. And I was like, you shouldn't have done that. Like, because I just knew they played the Braves <laughs> terribly, especially on the road. But I'm pretty sure if I remember, if my memory serves me correctly, that was when Pete Swan dived a home run into the fucking fountain in center field. So I think it worked out in your favor. Oh my but you were God. very nervous. I know exactly what home oh, dude. Yeah. What oh, a laser God. that was. Yes. I think that was that game. Can you break water? Because that was unbelievable. That was so That cool. was a laser. Tino, remember when we were at my house and uh, it was the game where the Mets came back against the Nationals and Frazier hit that three-run bomb in like the ninth to tie it? That's still one of the greatest Mets games I've ever watched. I I bet the Mets that night because if I'm watching it with all Mets fans, I I feel like I got to bet on the Mets. I got to, you know, I don't want to be the guy, the odd man out, you know? (laughs) I want to get vested. That's when the best bets come about. But you know what, fellas? This was great. Let's wrap it up. Um, Thanks for coming on and we'll do this again soon. That interview with Jim Pizzappi and Joe Monaco was brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. All right, that was a lot of fun with Jim and Joe. Now get ready for this awesome interview with Bad Luck Brian, Brian Cohen. He's the man. He walks us through his 0-for-17 Super Bowl. Absolutely hilarious. We talk about every bet, the good ones, the bad ones. So stick around for that. Enjoy it. Here he is, Brian Cohen. I have now the great pleasure of welcoming on. He's making his appearance. This is long overdue. Uh, I think I was just waiting for something like this to happen for me to have you on. But uh, Brian Cohen's here. Bad luck, Brian, as some of you might know him based on what I was able to retweet on the Super Bowl. We'll get to that in a second. But follow him at Brian Cohen 8 on Twitter. Cohen, let's just start with this. How are you doing? How's everything going? Before the people at home know what happened to you, just let them know how you're doing in general. Are you okay? Oh, I'm fantastic. It's great to see you, Tino. It's always great to see you. I'm in fucking Long Beach, California right now. Supposed to be working, working right now. But, you know, felt I had to go on the cast and talk to you about the incredible news that happened to me last week. Well, so... So not too incredible, but I mean, incredible in terms of content. So for the people who don't know what happened, Cohen went in astonishing. And and again, I say astonishing because you almost have to try to do what you did. But uh, over 17 on Super Bowl bets. I know some people had bad weeks and bad days. You by far, I think, take the cake. Over 17 is tough. I wanted to bring you on so this way you could walk us through all the bets. I don't know any of them yet. I have no idea what the bets are. I just want to know if they were good bets or not. Um, but there's a lot There's a lot stirring up about you hanging up the Greg Oden jersey. I wanted to start on that before we get to the bets. Now, did you wear the Greg Oden jersey on the day of the Super Bowl? I didn't. Bro, I haven't worn the Greg Oden jersey since last, since the last summer. 
So you can't blame the jersey. You can't blame the jersey. It's the jersey, bro. It is the jersey? It needs to be hung up. It just has to be. I don't think so. See, because I knew, I knew based on you saying that, you didn't actually wear it. And you can't blame the jersey if you didn't wear it. It's, it has nothing to do with Greg Oden. Leave him out of it. Okay, leave the jersey alone. I told you immediately. My only <laughs> comment on it was don't hang up the jersey. There's, there's plenty of life left in that. There's plenty of life left in it. Although you, it, is, it made for a really good troll job from our boy Pags. Uh, that was just classic. That was pretty yeah. unbelievable. That was pretty unbelievable. That was one of the I'm greatest tweets. Shout out to Pags. That was incredible. Shout was out to Pags. But, yeah. I, we still need that. You know what? I'll hang it up after we bring that jersey to Miami one last time. Yes. Oh, oh, oh absolutely. Time. And we hit the hard rock. Once yeah, we go we to the hard, hard rock. rock. Yeah, a little gambling in it. Then well, it'll be perfect because I'll wear my Durant jersey and infamously Greg Oden and Durant went side by side next to each other in that draft class. So. Too bad the Blazers did not take Durant. But, you know, Shame. Well, you know, the Blazers at that time with Brandon Roy and whatnot, they couldn't get anything right in terms of injuries. Poor guys would just go there and just have their careers just disintegrate. So good, too. I loved Brandon Roy. I love and then, playing with, yeah. the, when they, with the, that team in 2K, with oh, him and Aldridge and everything. Oh, they're great to play with. I was a big Gerald Wallace fan just because of that team, and then the Nets signed <laughs> him, and then that was another thing. It's just like, just- oh, never mind. <laughs> Didn't like him as much on the Nets. Um, and we can talk about the Nets in a sec, but let's circle back to the Super Bowl bets themselves. Okay, so when did you know it was going to go downhill? What, like, the first what was bet. The, yeah, the first. So what was the first bet? Was it right. coin toss? So the first bet was the coin toss. Bro, every year I bet heads. Every year. And I'm like, you know what? It's been tails the past two years. Fuck it. We're going tails. Tails never fails. That's a lie. Fucking, it was heads. Once it was heads, I was like, I'm so fucked. Like, this is it. Like, I lost all my money. And I knew it right away. Well, so, so from then on. I, I, I was there with you on tails, and I wish you told me so this way I could have been hesitant on it. This is actually why I didn't bet the Chiefs, because I heard so many people were betting the Chiefs. And I'm like, all right, I'm definitely not betting the Chiefs now because too many people like them. If I knew so many people were on that. tails... Yeah, we'll get to the Chiefs. Funny story, though. I was in a bar watching the game, and some guy just came into the bar and just, like, mutters. He had to have been trashed already. And he's just like, I got 500 on tails. Saw heads, left the bar, never to be seen again. Felt bad for the guy. I don't know why he put 500 on tails. He could have just bet me the money, but, hey. Literally. Yeah, so, all right. So, tails failed, which sucks. But then what was the next step? I assume some first touchdowns or, or what, what did you have? I had there? a first touchdown. Yeah. All right. So the first touchdown, I placed all my bets. So I had my buddy place them through DraftKings. I didn't want to use my bookie because okay. I didn't want to use his site because I didn't want to have to. He put, makes me have like a minimum wage. I can't just put like, you know, you know, in the Super Bowl, you want to put like stupid bets, like $10 bets and whatnot. Gotcha. can't do that with that. So I have my friend place all my bets through DraftKings. So I forgot to place a first touchdown bet. So I call him up. I'm like, bro, I didn't place the first touchdown bet. I'm like, who do you got? And I like listen to my buddies in the background. They go, we're going for net. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I took for net first touchdown, which clearly that didn't happen. It was fucking Gronk, which was like plus 1800 or something like that. And I was like, and in my head, I was like, Gronk's not going to do shit this whole game. And he, of course, he gets two tutties. I was actually being yelled at by someone to bet Gronk stuff. And I was like, I don't know. Cause I was on Gronk at first and then I got mind fucked. And someone was like, Cameron Brait, I think it was on this show. I was talking to um, the guest that always comes on, Benny Ricciardi. He's like, Gronk is not too bad, but Cameron Brait, you know, they used him in play action against the Packers. I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. 
mind fucked. I should have listened to myself. Should have listened to myself. I was also on Fournette. I did have Fournette um, to score a touchdown, but I had Mike Evans, and I think I had maybe Rojo on the first touchdown. I don't think I had Fournette. Yeah, I, had Fournette I, to score. I just had Fournette first touchdown. That was it. All right, that so was my only first touchdown. we're at 0 for 2. So where, where else are we going with this? I assume right. a bulk of this, though, we, we have 15 bets to go. A lot of it's got to be on the Chiefs. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I had one more first touchdown. Okay. This is a, my buddy took did this one for me. It was a jersey number to score first touchdown under twenty four and a half. Okay, all right, hold on, hold on. Jersey number under twenty four and a half. Yeah, no, that this that's a touchdown. All right, and that might be wrong, right? <laughs> that might be your first bad bet. That one probably was a bad bet. That's a terrible bet. Okay, that 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 one's not so great. Damn, I wish I saw that. That's actually a pretty good line because. No, yeah, I would have probably taken the over. Just uh, was, I, I mean, I had Kelsey. I had Kelsey first touchdown. That was the other guy I had. I liked the tight ends. I, I figured the tight ends were going to get involved. In yeah. This. I, I, my buddy took that bet for me. I was like, bro, because I was I had, like, a little more money left in. I'm like, bro, you picked the final bet. And that was what he took. And I was like, bro, are you serious? Like, So this out. is sounding more like a team effort at 0-17 than actually all you. No, a lot no, of these... no, 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 no. No, he didn't take this bet for himself. He just, <laughs> just listen. He's a scumbag, dude. Like, he, he didn't have a good t- game either. He went like four and twenty-four or something like that. That's brutal. We like we bro, we had a fucking we had a meeting on Zoom before FaceTime before the Super Bowl, like a couple hours before, and we're like, all right, this is a great bet. And we looked at each other like this is gonna work. Like like the Avengers looked at each other when they thought they were gonna take Thanos down, like this is gonna work. Like <laughs> and it, it did not do. work at all. Oh, my God. I've had some meetings like that before. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're like, you know what? I'm tired of losing money. We're, we're going to gather ourselves and and think our bets out. And you do worse than you would have done if you just spontaneously made no, those bets. I should have I just done bullshit bets, like, in my head. Like, oh, yeah, like, that's good. Like, I, if you plan it out, it never works. That's what I've learned. Well, you overthink it. I think when you yeah, plan exactly. it out, the issue is you overthink exactly. it. That's what we were talking about with Gronk. Exactly. Well, sometimes you just got to go with the gut and your balls. The balls sometimes know what's best for you. Just put the nuts on the table and take the 18 to one shot. I'll, I'll, I'll go into overthinking at one of like my, at my main bet, of course, that I had that I overthought the shit out of that. All right. So you want to know the next bet? This one's pretty ridiculous. So, all right. The next bet is over two and a half players to attempt a pass. Oh yeah. I was expecting. I was expecting, yeah, I was like, maybe a trick play will happen or something. I don't know. Like, it sounded like an interesting bet. Odds were plus 155. Maybe fucking Brady or Mahomes gets hurt a little bit. You know, someone, you know, Mahomes had a bad toe. You never mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. That, see, that's a good bet. I bet it last year. I was thinking about betting it this year, but I just, last year I bet it because they had Debo and Debo uh, Samuel always threw passes. Like, they just love yeah. to get him the ball. The, the Bucks and the Chiefs didn't really do that, but I could have saw, like, maybe they did, like, a, a reverse on offense on the Chiefs end, and maybe they did a fake pass, but they're It just sounded like – it sounded like a cool bet, and I was like, you know what? I'm taking that. Like, that's that's a pretty cool bet, but well, – The odds couldn't have been that great, though. Were they probably even? It was, like, know. plus 155. Oh, that's not 150, Plus 150. It's not terrible, but – not the oh. worst thing in the world. You just have to hope for an injury. All right. Yeah. Well, I still think maybe the jersey number is still your worst bet. I think that's still the worst bet, but I'm sure we'll get to more. I'm sure oh. we will get to more. I, I think there's one that's worse than that. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the next one. 
total receptions by Mike Evans over four and a half. Oh no. Yeah. No. no. I thought that was a good bet. Thought, you know, I was like, I thought it was going to have a huge game, but nope. I feel like I might've talked to you about this, but I think someone else I know might've made that bet. Then the issue with Mike Evans, I felt good. He'd score. I liked it for first touchdown, but if you follow Mike Evans in fantasy, he always does shit like that. He always like has like two catches, two touchdowns, ten yards, and like doesn't do anything else. I don't. I like. I, I, don't I looked at his last couple of games, and I was like, you know what? He's gonna have a big game. I really was convinced he was gonna have a big game this game, but he didn't need to. I mean, it's not really on him. He didn't exactly need to have a big game. Yeah, I, exactly. I did have him to score though at any point as well. That was probably one of my bigger losses. And he stepped out of bounds like at the five, which was pretty. pretty yeah. And he had that one big play. So I didn't get that one in, but I feel good about him too. I don't think that was that bad. Maybe the in terms of nice. betting his receptions, but the yards probably would have been better. I don't know if the yards got there either, but that probably would have been the better bet. All right. So we're at five. We're almost, a, we're a third of the way. We're almost a third of the way there. All right. So next one, I had Tampa Bay to score in every quarter. <laughs> Just like a field goal, at least something. I, I was like, you know what? It could happen. It'll happen. It's Brady. Nope. I don't even remember. I, honestly, hey, I when did they not? Oh, they didn't score in the fourth. They didn't score in the fourth. Yeah, I don't think they scored in the fourth. That must have been it. Yeah, I because don't... I had boxes. I had boxes in the third and the fourth. One, the score didn't change, so no one had to have scored in the fourth. I think. Yeah, honestly, I ended up getting pretty drunk by the end of the game, and I just don't remember like the end because the Chiefs were. Just getting blown out. I was like, all right, fuck this. And it was a terrible game. Wasn't paying attention. What did you think of the uh, Super Bowl, by the way? Random question moment. It, it was terrible. Yeah. Well, it wasn't terrible, but like, you know, I wanted I wanted a close game and just wasn't it was Brady it, Mahomes. We expected it, Brady Mahomes, yeah. you know? Yeah, you expected a good Brady Mahomes game. I expected a close game. I expected it to be within like a field goal this game, to be honest with you. I really did. Mm. But I don't know. Mahomes was hurt. Then they had like Two major O line, two major Injuries. parts of their O line yep. out. So like, well, yeah. So they lost their left tackle. They had to. Well, they lost their left and their backup right tackle, if I'm not mistaken. And then just yeah. Mahomes was kind of playing hurt. Yeah. And then I don't know what was going on. They all had the yips. No one could yeah. catch anything. Yeah, dude. They, yeah, Kelsey dropped a few. Like they did not look good. I saw the NFL. They posted their top 100 plays on Twitter. Uh, it was like 100 to 60, and the hundredth best play, like the very first one, was Mahomes's. Um, like matrix-like throw, and uh, it was the one that the guy dropped, and it's like, dude, come on, Are you you kidding me? Like, it made it look worse. It like seeing it again, it's bad. It's like really bad that he. Yeah, it's him. not. I mean, it's cool that what he did, but like, that should not be a hundred best play. Like, come no, on, now. yeah, that's it, ridiculous. It, it, it's bad. It was a bad look. Everyone dropped passes, but that especially was really, really ugly to watch. Yeah, Tampa right. score in every quarter wasn't that terrible. That's not that. Terrible I don't think that's. I but I feel like if you were that confident in Tampa, you should have bet them to win. We'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll get into that later. I I was on them all week. We'll get into that later. Um. All right. So, where was I? All right. Total touchdown passes thrown by Mahomes. I had over two and a half. Clearly, that didn't work at all. Fucking, he didn't have a single fucking touchdown. Yeah, so brutal to watch. I couldn't believe that. Was, that. It was, really that was bad. That. it was it was really bad. I was like, I wasn't shocked. I honestly, I figured you probably had something like that in there. See, that's not a bad bet. We just, um, we were bamboozled. I don't think any of us expected I, that. I didn't, I, I didn't realize his toe was that bad. 
and I didn't think the O-line – I don't know. I just didn't – I didn't think it through. <laughs> it's fucked me over pretty bad. Well, I also thought the Bucks secondary was going to stay being as shitty as it was. And it's not like they were great, but – No, they did what they had to do. They were – they, they schemed it up really well, and their front just beat the shit out of the Chiefs. So, I mean, that helped. Yeah, yeah that, that was a larger part of it. I mean, the best way to help a shitty secondary is getting, you know, pressure on someone like Mahomes. He was running for his fucking life the entire time. So, yeah. what did he run for, like 498 yards or something like yeah, that? Side yeah, side to side. Yeah, just running side yeah. to side. Yeah. That was a good bet, by the way. Uh, someone was trying to convince me to bet uh, Mahomes over his longest rush of like 10 and a half yards. I think he got in the first quarter. I was like, damn it. I didn't, yeah. but I thought of his toe. I thought his toe. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, he'll want to throw it. No. Yeah. Barely even threw the fucking ball. Well, that's not a bad bet. I kind of like that bet. I'd bet it All again right. if I were you. <laughs> All right. So this next one, this next one's ridiculous. We call it the doink special. Any field goal or extra point attempt to hit the upright to the crossbar. <laughs> All right. That's a new bad bet. That's the new bad. Bet. I think that's my that was my worst bet. I think that that's that's I the worst that's... bet, and, and it's the fact that it's called the Doink Special is. Well, I don't know if it's actually called the Doink Special, but it but is. <laughs> but it is what it is, and that's why it, that's actually a double Doink. That that's that's how bad it is. It's it's so bad. That's why. Yeah. That's the reason why I went over seventeen. Okay, so wait, then different. okay, and what are the odds on that? That's that's what I get. Curious. Plus seventy five. Plus three seventy five. All right. I mean. Still not really a good it bet, was, but no, it was kind of fun. I don't know. I thought it was a funny bet, and if it hit, it would have been hilarious. It's so a fun yeah. bet. I, it's a Super Bowl bet. I, I mean, yeah. I'm not knocking it. It's just we're looking in hindsight here. Where where could we have shortened the losses? And this might have been one that we could have avoided. It could have been avoided. Oh, absolutely. Well, because like for me, they would have needed a doink kicker on the team. Like if Cody Parkey was kicking, I would have been like throw everything on it, throw the house. I, like, yeah, I know. I had fucking. Butker and fucking I'm suck up, yeah. Suck up, I think, yeah. Fucking, I uh, yeah. I I don't know. My that was another one. My friend was like, "Bro, it'll hit. Trust me." I was like, "All right, whatever." The odds <laughs> make sense, but maybe not. Maybe not so much. All right, that's that, that's a pretty bad one. All right, we're we're cruising here. I think we're halfway. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're at eight. We're halfway there. All right, this one is. Oh, this is like one of the parlays. Both players score at least one touchdown. Uh, Mike Evans and Terry Kill. Obviously, that didn't work out at all. No, no. Okay, <laughs> all right. See, but that that one's that one's understandable. Yeah, that one's more than understandable. Yeah. I don't know. They bracketed the shit out of Tyreek Hill. I mean, he really went missing, and it's crazy that he's like on the heels of the biggest troll job from the Super Bowl because of the Antoine Winfield peace sign. Yeah, thing. yeah. He's, like, he's getting trolled the hardest, but he went off to the point where it's disrespectful the last time they played in Tampa. So, I mean, that's kind of karma. He put up – I mean, it's not his fault, but he put up over 200 yards in a quarter, did the Shannon Sharp, and then – Yeah, know. he did the Shannon Sharp. And then didn't uh, Tampa Bay troll him after with their Shannon Sharp? Didn't they do a Shannon Sharp? Yeah, right. yeah, I think so too. Yep. Yeah, no, yeah, but – and he's he's been getting trolled. He got trolled at the parade, at the game, yeah. on the field. Oh, yeah. He no, got so. fined for it. It's just like – but – Hey, I encourage it. I mean, because Tariq Hill is disrespectfully fast. I, I mean, he blows people out of the water. So if you can get to him a little bit and slow him down, I mean, good for you. I'd fucking celebrate like I won the damn Super Bowl too. Because yeah, you can barely absolutely. catch that guy. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, so we're, we're we're cruising here. We're we're moving along. That one wasn't that bad. That was a good bet. So this next one is uh, AB over forty and a half yards. 
receiving yards. Was he close to that? He had like 25, 26. Yeah. I, I, I was like, bro, such – I'm like, it's A-B, over 40 and a half yards. I was like, I got to take that. Like, that's a fucking good number for one of the best – I mean, maybe not anymore, but for one of the best receivers ever in football, so – it's probably because of the touchdown. Once he got that touchdown, yeah. got that early yeah. on, they were like, we don't even need to throw him the ball anymore. Yeah, we don't even need it. Yeah, exactly. He worked, him, he worked himself out of that game script. I mean, that's not terrible. That's not terrible. I actually did like game B, uh, AB props in that game. I didn't bet any of them, but I did think he'd be busy. For some reason, I was off Godwin. I had rode Godwin the entire playoffs, and I was like, I don't think he's going to have his presence felt in this game. I figured it'd be Evans a tight end, and then I thought A.B. would be underneath. I actually like yeah. Scotty Miller a lot, too, for the same reason. I think I ended I up was, more Scotty Miller. I didn't bet Scotty Miller because A.B. was playing. Mm-hmm. If if Brown wasn't playing, I would have bet all Scotty Miller shit. Always. Yeah, I think I just bet him anytime. I think I just put him in some stuff with anytime score because he's like plus 400 or some shit. And I was like, fuck it. No, he did not. No. I would have loved that, though. It would have yeah. been great. One of my losses. Okay, so, so A.B. Next, over. This next bet's my second biggest loss. Uh, Travis Kelsey, just anytime touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, he had a touchdown in every game the past, like, what? The whole – I mean, that, every playoff game he had at least a touchdown. I figured, all right. Like, that – I was like, at least I'll win some money back on this bet no matter what. No. I got yeah. fucking – well, you want to know what's funny? So I only bet that in game. So I had Kelsey's yards and reception, which which got there. I didn't bet the uh, anytime score just because the odds weren't that great. And then in game on DraftKings, you can bet the next score for the team. And I think Kelsey was like plus two hundred, plus three hundred. He was still like the favorite next to Hill. And it's cool that you can bet it, and if no one scores on the team, you get the bet refunded. Like it's got to be oh, next really? score for that team. Yeah, and so. I bet that I bet Kelsey to score the next touchdown for the Chiefs, but no oh, one no scored, scored, so, got so I just got the money up. back. Yeah, it could have been a big loss. It would have been, wow. I think, two or three to one. I bet it in game, and yeah, I got I got the bet refunded, which is wow. uh, it's not a bad bet. I do I do it all the time. Yeah, wow. it's cool. I didn't, I didn't know DraftKings did that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I need to move back to Jersey, man, so I could do that again. <laughs> yeah, do the live in game stuff. Yeah, because yeah. you're gonna you're not gonna be able to call someone and be like. Go, go to the in-game props. Yeah, screaming. Game throw it props. on. Throw it on. Come on. I, you want to know when I learned it? I actually did it last year in the Chiefs-Texans game. Um, I was in Europe, and I was calling someone to place my bets on DraftKings. And I told them to bet the Chiefs, and I told them to bet Travis Kelsey each drive the Chiefs had to score a touchdown. He scored three consecutive touchdowns. I hit on all three bets. It was really? hilarious. Yeah, but oh. then I bet it a fourth time because I'm because I'm an idiot, and then he, yeah. he didn't score again. But you get greedy. Yeah, you get greedy. I didn't put that much on it, but yeah, I it, it was just a fun day. I just knew the Chiefs would come back, but this was a game I thought they'd come back to, and it just it didn't happen for them. So Did but not happen if Kelsey doesn't score, man, I, if you don't score in general, it's gonna be hard to win. So yeah happens all right all right so we're cruising so this next one i did it just because he's the man he's the next giant love the guy he's missing fingers jpp over half a sack oh i think you know what fuck it not a good bet but i wanted jpp to get a sack in the game i wanted him to win the super bowl i mean well i didn't because i bet on the chiefs later but i figured i just did it for giants pride i was like Hmm. jpp Well, so you didn't listen to the show and JPP was a popular MVP favorite, but here at the New York football podcast, we were all over Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett should have three sacks. 
he's he's just a beast. I knew JPP would be busy, but a lot of JPP sacks uh, came from scheme and just kind of being open. Again, he doesn't really have fingers. Yeah. So a lot of his stuff he does at the line of scrimmage, <laughs> deflecting balls and whatnot. I mean, Shaq Bear is just a man. So, hey, you know what? This is a lesson that whenever you want to play sack bets, you 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 come to me. You let me know, and I'll let you know how it's looking. All over Shaq. We were all over Shaq. I've got one more also for sacks. Also, okay. I've got uh, over half a sack for Chris Jones. Oh, okay. You bet the Chiefs side. I hate uh, the Chiefs though. Yeah, I think he had a decent. Super Bowl last year, so I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, <laughs> you'll have another good one this year, right? I'll have a sack. Nope. I uh, I bet you want to hear something heartbreaking? I did bet the only thing on the Chiefs side I bet was Honey Badger to get an interception, and it got called back because of the holding. Wait, say that again? I bet the I, Honey I Badger to get an interception. It was like over half an interception, like just to get a pick, and uh, it got called yeah. back. He got the pick. He celebrated. Really? Helmet off. Yeah, it got called back oh, because of that oh holding penalty. God. Pretty terrible. I haven't talked about. It. I mean, it was like a sprinkle bet, but I like I, I put something. I put like five ten bucks on Honey Badger to win MVP just because. And then I was like, all right, fuck it. Like if he's gonna do it, I, I was gonna put him to score a touchdown, but I was like, no, nah, that's crazy. They'll make a smarter bet. He had the pick and they took it back. Terrible. That part of the reason I was mad at that game because those those penalties were fucking dog shit. I wish we could have oh, bet how many penalties were gonna be in the first half because I would have fucking slammed the over. Now that I know, yeah, oh my God. ridiculous. All right, this one, this this bet's kind of hilarious, too, that I've got. I've got Tom Brady over half a rushing yard. He didn't get it? No, he had negative two. No. Bro, I like that I bet, like, too. All, I was like, all he has to do is trip. He's got a trip, and he's got that. <laughs> no, dude. Well, I bet him rushing touchdown – I bet him rushing touchdown, which he didn't get. But if he got that rushing touchdown, I thought he would QB sneak it from the one at one point. He could have. I mean, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I was like, all he's got to do is QB sneak it, and I've got that touchdown. I've got that yard, bro. Nothing. I like that bet. That's hard. That's heartbreaking. I didn't play it, but I was asked several times over half a yard, and I was like, yes. 100%. I kind of thought that was a good bet. I was like, bro, over half a yard. Come on, like. I thought it was a great bet. Yeah. But nope, you know, guess that, not. That's disappointing. That's disappointing on both ends. Yeah, because I thought he was going to score a rushing touchdown as well. Yeah. So that I thought he would have got it there. How many are we at? I think we're at fourteen. We're really close. You did say you bet the Chiefs, so that would be fifteen. All right. So let me let me get into that really quick right now. All right. I was on Tampa Bay all week, right? Plus three and a half. I was like, that's a lock. Like that's a lock. And then I saw the line drop down to three, and I was like. I got to take the Chiefs. <laughs> and, like, I switched to the Chiefs when I saw – I should have bet it while I was at three and a half early in the week, but I screwed up and I waited and I got it and I saw it went down to three. I said, I got to take the Chiefs. I got to go with Mahomes. But then so in my head I was like – I didn't feel right about it, but I just – I don't know. I just didn't see them losing. And realized mid-game you never bet against Tom Brady. So, yeah, yeah. Well, that was my yeah. thing. You don't. I didn't see the Chiefs losing, but you don't bet against Tom Brady. And then what ended up happening wow. for me, despite telling people I was definitely going to hedge on the Chiefs, I just I was sitting on that future was with the Bucks, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to ride the money, put the rest of it into props, and just have some fun with it. My props did all right. We didn't do that great, but you know, having having a futures helps. I guess being being right on that 
was beneficial because I really couldn't make ends of that Super Bowl. I just, it was hard for me. I knew the Bucks D was legitimate, and more often than not in the Super Bowl, the defense comes out on top over the offense. Yeah, but the Chiefs course. broke that curve last year. Broke it last the, year. Ni- yeah. the Niners D was sick, and they came back against them. So, I don't know. I was, I was, I'm still surprised that things shook up the way it did. I mean, not really, but I mean, I'm not surprised that Brady won. I'm surprised that they blew them out like that. Yeah, like I'm, you know what I mean. I'm like 31 to nine. It wasn't competitive. It wasn't competitive yeah. at all. And it didn't look like the Chiefs at all. I mean, the Chiefs have what? They were like 24 and one in their last 25 games or some shit like yeah, that. You know, they only lost to the Raiders. So it's like to, to go out nah, like they, that was they like. Lost two, didn't they lose two games this year? Well, that's right. It would be under Mahomes. Yeah, Mahomes didn't play the last week. That's oh, right. yeah. Yeah, they yeah, lost yeah. to the Chargers this season. Yeah. But yeah, still, yeah. you know, whatever it was. Um, I just didn't expect it to oh. be, you know, the throttling it was. All right. So you had Chiefs minus three. That was the bad, yeah. right? That's um, what so we're at 15. All right. You have two more in there. What else did I have? Oh, I had um, uh, another parlay. I had A.B. and Chris Godwin each having a touchdown. Mm. So, obviously, the A.B. one hit, but Godwin didn't. Damn, A.B. and Gronk, though, to score a touchdown would have been big-time money. That probably would have been Bro, absolutely I think insane. that was one of the bets, and I told them my buddy to put Godwin instead of Gronk. I think, and that's that that hurts. Oh my god! If it was Av and Gronk, that would have been beautiful. I, I could have just won that one bet, and I would have been happy. I would have been like, you know what? I made my my money back. We're good. I know I someone that was on uh, FanDuel, and they did uh, an in-game like a bunch of anytime scores, and they actually were killing it. I think they had Fournette, Av, and Gronk, but they put the over. They put the over in the game, which uh-huh. obviously did not get there. And I, I stayed like, away. I stayed away from. I stayed away from the over. Or the couldn't under. touch the I total. Had, on that. I, didn't, I didn't know how this game was going to go. I thought it was going to be low scoring, but I wasn't sure. And I was just like, I'm not even going to bet that. The number was too high, and it was only 27-24 yeah. the last time they played. So I was a little hesitant about it. What threw me off yeah. most about it is that all that scoring happened so early, and then it slowed up. So I, I didn't know what. What was, was it? Fifty six. Fifty six. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like. like a, Mid fifties, yeah, it was like fifty five, fifty six. Yeah. I'm along those I was, lines. I sit, I sit away from that. That was not worth it. No, yeah. And then, if anything, uh, I bet the under. All right, we have one more. We have one more to get to here. The last one, the last one. It's a little story behind this. So, the Gatorade. Where does where did Gatorade start? This is my buddy's theory. My Florida. Buddy's ridiculous theory. Miami, Florida. didn't it? Was, Wasn't it? I don't know if it was Miami. Somewhere in Florida. It was Maybe somewhere in that state. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think it was the Gators. Yeah. Yeah. I think it started there. Whatever it was. All right. And what was the first Gatorade ever made? I don't know. Is it orange, maybe? It was It was the lime. Oh, it's So the my lime. buddy's theory was it's in Florida. What's the first Gatorade? It's lime. It's going to be lime and yellow. I was like, you know what? That's so ridiculous. It makes sense. We're hammering it. So I hammered lime and it was oh, blue. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I bet blue every year, obviously, like, to you know. I always bet blue. And I didn't bet. I didn't touch Gatorade this year. I, for some reason, I decided to be smart with my money. I don't know why, but that was so oh, stupid. That was stupid. It was uh, plus 650. I'm like, what are we doing? Oh, my God. I know. Blue. I love that there was controversy to it, though, that they had to get a fan's version of the video because it looked like it was clear initially. 
and people they were saying look clear. Like he was clear. Yeah. But I didn't understand when when they're saying clear Gatorade. I think there is a clear Gatorade, but are they saying There's, water? Like, because nah, I, I feel like it could be both. Is water something separate? I never understood that. Because there's no option when I looked at the Gatorades to bet water. Because, I, I mean, maybe they're, like, contra- uh, contractually ob- obligated to pour Gatorade on the coach. I mean, there's someone have, that has to be there on the sideline, like, take the Gatorade jug. Like, I don't yeah. know how it works. I, I don't know how it works. But to have a clear Gatorade, um, I just feel like it could be water. I don't. I just don't see how. Okay. I mean, no, there is a clear Gatorade, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They yeah, no, I, that, that's what I thought. I mean, in high school, we yeah. used to be in charge as freshmen to make Gatorade, and it used to be so poorly made that most of the dirty water that we put into it to begin with just made the Gatorade clear anyway. So, um, you know, depending on where you are, clear Gatorade is just the way to go, what, regardless of what flavor you have. It was nasty, dude. We'd have, like, lime packets, and you'd put it in there, and you stir it up, and, like, whatever water you use just makes it just corroded looking. Like, all our all our Gatorade would look like it's grape, even though it was like blue. It's supposed to be like Mystic <laughs> Mountain Blue, and it's like it's not. It's not that. Like or no, it's not. Hudson, it's like Glacier Freeze. Hudson County water. Yeah, Hudson County water. That's right. The lead. It's good for you, though. You know, proven. No. I mean, look at me now. I, I feel great. What's it called in this fluoride in that water? You're good. Well, we all had lead, though. You're a part of the lead uh, the lead movement as well in Glassboro. Oh, we oh my god remember that day? yeah so, they had to shut down all the pipes you couldn't, everywhere. Drink all the you couldn't drink from any of the water fountains mind you we were there for like three years at the time and we had already been drinking all that water I, that entire I, did, I think there was worse things for us than that lead that we did in that school so it's, it's all right yeah i could a little lead never hurt anyone again i think it's good for you i think it's good for you and, and you know what in hindsight when you look at it all those things have made us stronger because you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're in a time where people are falling like flies to COVID and here me and you are feeling better than ever because I think of the lead. I, I think we can attribute that to the lead because we, because we of both, what we have in us. We both are, we're both survivors of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think Glassboro and lead for that. So thank you. Thank you, Rowan. Thank I attribute some of it. We can't we can't give all of it to the lead, but at least like 30 percent. I'll give like 30 percent. A good thirty percent. The lead that's in me. Seventy percent will be towards I don't know all the alcohol and fucking so juice. The doink bet is by far your worst. I I'm dying at the number bet. I think that's a good line at twenty four and a half. But if you bet Leonard Fournette first touchdown, I think he was twenty seven. So I'm not really sure why you wouldn't have bet the over on that. Well, I took that bet before I took the Fournette, Fournette. bet, okay. and then my friends are just like, "Take Fournette," and I was like, "All right, say less." I was all mixed up with my bets. They met, none of them. None of them line none up. Of them went with each other. No, none of them line up at all. See, you it's had a meeting. Only... You had a meeting, and no one was just like, "Wait, Cohen, you're betting different sides of things." It like... was just me and my one friend who had a meeting. And well, that's what happened. A recipe. It was a recipe for disaster. You know, well, I overthought it way too much. I, that was the thing. I overthought it, just like the cheese bet. I overthought it all, and. What I, I, if I just, not that I ever really win anyway, I always fucking lose, but I never lose this badly. Like, I, if I just did what I normally do, like, you know, just like, oh, yeah, it's a good bet, like, whatever, like, not overthinking, I would have at least won three bets, <laughs> at least three bets. Which well, is and then if, if any of your bets line up, like I was saying, midway through, you're betting all these Bucks props, you're betting the Bucks to score every quarter. All you had to do was bet the Bucks as a dog. And you uh, probably would have been okay if that was like a bigger bet that you made. Like there, there are certain things that 
even if you won three of the 17 bets, as long as they were like good odd bets and you put yes. enough money on it, it could kind of balance out. Cause most of the time, you know, again, you're betting Gatorade colors and coin tosses. It's like, these are like fun props. So those are like, those are bets you're kind of willing to lose the other ones. It's like, damn, like I can't even catch a freaking break, you know? So, um, I think you just missed it. I think, I think your advisors in your zoom meeting, let you down a little bit. I think none of them told you to look bigger picture here. Shout out to Tommy Salsunas. That's my big advisor. Thanks for, for all the help. <laughs> Appreciate it all. He's like, we yeah, bet, bet Leonard Fournette first touchdown. Put your life on it. But we also have our life on the under of 24 and a half to score. Like it's, a, it's like, come on. They didn't, they didn't have that. I just had that. Oh, but yeah, of course. I texted my boy after. I was like, bro, I didn't win a single bet. He texted me. He goes, bro, I'm retired. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Well, so, I hope you don't. So I guess that would be the question. Don't retire. You can't give up now. You're in nah, too big of a nah, hole. I'm not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. I have a friend I'm of mine. He I'm he deletes the app. He he always deletes his app after he loses like the hundred he deposits. And I'm like, why are you deleting the app? You're just going to like, it's like a more of a rabbit hole. I think it takes more courage to stare at the app and not bet on it than have to delete it and like re re download it. It's almost so, even more depressing. So what I've been doing, is like I haven't been betting personally, but I I'll take a game or two a day from NBA and just be like, all right, just I'm practicing again, just getting mm. my mojo back, and yeah. just like, all right, I'm taking the Nets minus four, which I took yesterday. Easy, it would have been an easy win, obviously Sacramento, easy yeah. dub. Um, and like, yeah, I'll take like two bets a day and just see if I win them, and then until I get the courage back to really start gambling again. But see. I'm probably gonna wait a little bit, like I'm. I say I'm going to wait till baseball season, but probably March Madness, I'm probably going to go off. So that'll be a hurricane waiting to March yeah. Madness. It, it's like, but that's good. I, I kind of did that myself with the Super Bowl and that I wasn't betting NBA saying I'd only bet NFL games, the playoff games, which I was doing well in. And I was like, because if I do too much NBA and basketball right now, even hockey, which I know nothing about, sometimes I would bet that. It just becomes too much. And like March Madness, and I miss it last year. I think um, that's something that gets lost in, um, you know, the COVID craziness from last year. We had no March Madness. Yeah, there was no March Madness last year. It was, it's beautiful. There's nothing better than basketball from like 12 o'clock in the afternoon till freaking 12 o'clock at night. I mean, no, endless amount. So it, it's, it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be great. So I, I have I no mean, skin on that, but I will, though. I will have skin on, and we said we'd talk about it. We're betting our New York teams. In baseball. I already bet the Nets. There's no way I'm not betting the Yanks and the Mets this year. It's happening. Did you take Nets? Did you take Nets before they got hardened or after? Uh, before they got hardened. Uh, I got, I, I bet them the day of the NBA draft. I bet only the only futures I put out were on them and the Warriors that day. Clay Thompson tore his Achilles. So I felt pretty shitty about it, but Steph's oh. starting to go off or oh, not his Achilles. It was his knee, whatever the fuck it was. Um, no, I think he took Achilles. Yeah. So whatever it was, but, uh they're like the eight seed in the West. So it's actually not a complete waste, but I got the nets and I think it's just 25 to win like two twenty five or something like that. It's not bad. I yeah. mean, it's a good bet. Yeah, no. those lines. So yeah, I, I, I got it before Harden and now they're just significant favorites. You know, it's yeah, I got it before fun. Harden. I got like right before the season started. I put like one fifty to win eight fifty or something like that. Nice. But listen, like people are like, Everyone's talking shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, they need a big man. They need a fucking big man ASAP. They need Andre Drummond. I'll take Blake Griffin. I don't give a shit. Just give me a bigger guy. Either of those like, guys. Bro, I don't have, know. Like, 
They had exactly. Hassan Whiteside just dominating them yesterday. I saw that was like their big issue. They can't they, like when they don't have Durant, they don't get any rebounds. That's the issue. No, that's that's numbers. that's how no. bad it is to be a net fan right now. When Durant doesn't play, there's no rebounds. Yeah, when, that's why you get so many triple doubles. Because DeAndre Jordan doesn't grab anything. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, 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 no one else puts effort into anything. And like, I don't blame them, but it's like, there's no effort in there at all. Like, it's lazy. Like, you don't want, you don't see anyone doing anything. Dude, Drummond, Drummond or Griffin would be sick. Would be sick. Dude, Drummond, Drummond doesn't even have to score. All he has to do is get like 12, 15 rebounds a game and we're good. Like, well, and they're definitely getting traded. They're definitely getting traded too, though. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Because they're sitting out well, the right thing now. Is, who, who do the Nets have? I mean, I guess more draft picks just to give at this point. I mean, you, you got to do draft picks, and I assume the only asset that they have left is Dinwiddie, but they'd have to be able Jeff, to find someone. Yeah. They'd have to find someone who's willing to part with that contract. I mean, I don't, well, I don't see who else. No one's going to take Dinwiddie. He's hurt right now. I mean. I don't even know if they could trade him because he's hurt, but that's really the only other asset they have. Other than I mean, who? Yeah. What do you, they're not going to trade Joe Jeff Harris. Greenland. Jeff Curry. Yeah, no. uh, do not Harris. It has to be. It have to be future assets. I wish yeah, we just had Jared it. Allen. If we still had Jared Allen, we would have been in good shape. That's all we would have needed. I, I'm happy. I'm happy they traded Levert just because without like if they didn't trade him, who knows what would happen to him and mm-hmm. his, like, with his kidney and everything. But Jared Allen, I I was so like I knew we were fucked when well not fucked but. Defense defensively, I was like, yeah, we're screwed. Like without Jared Allen, like DeAndre DeAndre Jordan cannot be our number one center. Like, well, the, the issue too with the Nets is that since they've gotten Harden and Harden had a sit down and he talked about it, they haven't been able to practice together. So all the rotations are trash. Like from a basketball oh, yeah. standpoint, they're on the wrong place on defense. Like no one's getting backdoor cutters on the baseline. Like people just driving to the basket on the Nets. That's what it is. Like there is yeah. no presence on the inside. Everything outside is fine, but it's like pe- teams know that they're gonna get two, three opportunities like against them on offense. Yeah. So it, it's just it's a fucking field day. But here's the I thing. Mean, but they're all, bro. They're so fun to watch though. Durant came so back after a week off in one game. They drop a one forty. Like we, so it doesn't matter what the defense is really doing they if drop, you drop a one forty. What did they have one thirty five yesterday or something yeah. without Durant? Yeah, without him. Oh my. And so, and the thing with Durant too, he brings the team together because Kyrie does too much when Durant's not on the court. Like that's the oh, thing, yeah. Kyrie, I, and I love him, but he's frustrating to watch. Um, you know when when he doesn't have another guy, when he tries to be the pure scorer, when he like when because everyone's like, oh, Hart is the point guard, he's the shooting guard now. Yeah, but when he tries to be like the do it all shooting guard, it's kind of ugly sometimes. Like he needs to be like the catch and shoot shooting guard. I mean, he looked pretty. He looked pretty good yesterday. Yeah, no, for sure. But, like, in the game against the Pistons, it was rough. He shot 28 times, and I think he made, like, fucking nine shots. It was like, dude, what are we doing? He was airballing sometimes. When he's off, he's off. But when he's on, he's hitting shots no one else in the league can hit. I think think they all know Durant's – he's the guy. Harden knows. Harden's the one who sacrificed his game the most. And he's – I mean, he's still playing. He's playing amazing, though. Like, he's – He's getting a triple double like every game. He's getting he's averaging eleven assists. Like, mm-hmm. like I mean, he's not. I mean, he still had twenty nine points yesterday. But 
So I think like, he's, he's loving. Like- I think he loves that he doesn't have to go out every night and know in the back of his mind he has to put up thirty-five to forty for his team to win. Yeah, like he's Absolutely. been vocal about. Like I think he wanted to change his game to this point. And like, dude, as Nets fan, yeah. this is great to see that he's going to be like the head of the offense. You were because I know as an F fan, like you were kind of like, oh shit, like he can just go out there and try to score forty every night, or what is he going to do? But no, he he adjusted his game, and I mean, it's worked. Yeah, and it's, like I, I, what were we going to say? His passes are on point. Like like he he dishes the ball like oh, really, yeah. really well. Yeah. Like I love his around oh, the back passes. They're, they're beautiful. Yeah, they're great. And you know what frustrates me too? DeAndre Jordan gets one alley-oop a game that everyone always highlights like on the social media. (laughs) And it's like, dude, enough with the alleys. Like it's all he does now. And it's like, I do got to lean into it. That's all he can do. (laughs) I guess it's like cool though. You know, like they just throw it up to him. Like, I guess it's cool, but it's really all he does. There's nothing else going on. He's, he's so bad. Yeah, like what do he get to like what six points, six rebounds a game, something like that? Like, yeah, how he doesn't get more doesn't make sense to me. And he just like tips them, he like tips them all out. It's like it, he looks athletic. I don't know, I don't know what his issue is. I don't really get it. No, he's old, but like my fear is like when we're in playoffs or whatever and we have to play like fucking sixers and you have to put him against them beat in a seven game series. Like, again, I'll take the Nets. Easily, but still, and B could drop fucking forty points on him every game, just like nothing. Well, the thing is, though, I think at that point in time, they'll they'll switch Durant onto one of the bigger guys, and Durant, when he wants to play defense, is pretty frustrating. Like, like yeah, when he has to, try, they're not gonna do that in the regular season. Like, I think yeah. the way they'll set up the defense is just like they're gonna make Ben Simmons beat them, and if he does, like, good for them. But um. Dude, right now I think the Nets would play the Knicks in the first round of the playoffs, which is pretty wild. That would be, that would be unreal. Dude, yeah, speaking of bets, I put I, I'm betting all the New York teams. I put ten dollars on the Knicks to make the playoffs at the start of the year before the season started, and I think it's like ten to win one seventy or one eighty. Really? Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah, but I mean, because everyone thought the Knicks going in would suck, but I, I honestly like what they had going on. I like playing with them on two K right now. I play with them on t- when you have to play with like the shitty teams. I like playing with them, yeah. Yeah, especially with Derrick Rose. I just dropped like thirty five points yesterday with Derrick Rose. It was dope. Well, I I liked quickly. I liked quickly. I I thought Tibbs would. Plus, they play in the East. That was the overwhelming thing. I was like, all right, there's like extra teams making the playoffs now. They play in the East. I was like, the Knicks aren't that bad anymore. I thought RJ was better than people thought. Julius, it's like for me, everyone's like Julius Randle's going off, and he is. He's having a career year, but he's been nice. I like yeah, I like good. Julius Randle. He was good with the he was good with the Pelicans. He was I had no problems with Julius Randle, and no. you know he's been good since college. He just got lost in the in, in the you know in the fold with the Lakers, and everyone kind of yeah. you know forgot about him. But he was nasty. I don't know when he got drafted, but he got drafted really really high. Yeah, no, he's mm-hmm. good. I mean, he's playing for a contract for sure. Oh yeah, he's he's balling. Yeah. The Nets the Nets could use a Julius Randle. That's for sure. The Nets could use Julius Randle. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah, and anybody who can grab a rebound, they're like signing Noah Bonley and shit, and it's like, oh man, give me Mason Plumley. I don't give a shit. I love big guy. We're doing the super team thing where we're just like adding any available guys with like a background to the team, like Amon Shumpert. Like he just he's on the bench. He doesn't even do anything. He just he's just there for the ride. I don't think Shumpert's played once. More, More, he's the morale. 
he's just moral support. He's just there to like yeah. hype up the team on some shots and like that's it. <laughs> Dude, I don't, is Shepard even that old? Like he, he that he doesn't play at all anymore. I don't like, think he. I think he's just a hype beast now. I think that's just yeah. all it is. You just sign him to your team to be a hype beast. Whatever. He's probably getting paid the league minimum. He's chilling, man. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's chilling. I mean, good for Shump, but uh, he doesn't really answer what this fucking team needs. So, no, absolutely not. I mean, he, I mean, he's a, he's a good defender. He could put some defense, but. Well, that's probably why they signed him. They're like, well, he can't be any worse than the people we have now. <laughs> I mean, even an old jumper. I mean, no one's playing defense. So. so bad, dude. I hate watching TLC play fucking Tyler Johnson. I mean, he drained some threes yesterday, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson's the worst one for me. TLC I could tolerate because he's like, he like meshes with the team well. Tyler Johnson, Bro, like, what are we doing, when, bud? When, TLC, when, when TLC missed that layup against Washington, I mm-hmm. wanted him gone. I mm-hmm. wanted the last minute second whatever it was I'm out, dude. Tyler Johnson was dead to me against the Raptors when they brought him in after they brought Duran out again and they're like all right they're gonna mix Tyler Johnson in the rotation and he just did so bad and he like costed us that Raptors game I'm like we can't rely on this guy in a big game can't rely on him he's the worst player in I think he's the worst player in the team Tyler Johnson for sure he doesn't he just doesn't really fit he doesn't really fit is the only thing like no. he's kind of like a small point guard that like has to shoot but like he's not good enough to shoot those shots so and the Nets aren't good enough to allow him to shoot those shots. Hell no. No. But, but all right, Cohen. Well, this has been fun. Yeah. This 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 was fantastic. We're definitely going to talk more. We're going to go to Boca and Miami at some point in time very soon. We might even catch a spring training game. Who knows? Everyone be on the lookout for that. And whatever Cohen bets, I'll bet the opposite. I, you already got my seal of approval and guarantee on that, and I'll let you know how the fade Cohen goes. And you know what? If we can get a system out of this, Maybe we start selling it. And then this way, even if you lose money, Cohen, we'll still get some money back because you're going to sell the picks and people exactly. are going to pay you for it. We'll work on and it. And if anyone wants a lock today, hold on. Let me, uh, let me look at my, uh, well, this isn't coming out until tomorrow. So, but all right, just give uh, him the lock and give him the lock and we'll see if it hits tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow. Well, still, we'll see if it comes. Oh, the Nets are plus five and a half. Uh, Okay. The Nuggets plus one and a half against the Celtics. Lock. Lock Nuggets one and a half against the Celtics. Lock it in. Yeah. Lock it All right. in. All right. I like that. I like that bet. So that no. means Celtics no, minus no. one. Take the money line. Take the money line. Take money, the money line. Money line. Okay. Nuggets money line. So honestly, I could go a million ways with this. Nuggets points might cover for some reason. They might they might lose by one. No. Um, I, would, I would kill myself. <laughs> I, you know something I've been telling people and it's, it's been the curse because I've been getting back into college basketball. I tell everyone any spread under three, I normally don't touch it because it like, I'll rather bet the money line. Cause it's telling you it's going to be a close game. I've seen in yeah. front of my eyes through that advice, people take minus two and their team is one by one. You wait the whole game to win, but don't cover a two point spread. No, thank you. See, that's something that would make me retire because you're right, but you're still wrong. That those, those are the ones, those are the hardest pills to swallow. It's like, so I'd rather bad. lose outright. I'd rather lose outright from the beginning than fucking get that far, be right, be on the winning side, but my point doesn't cover. Yeah. Just, or even worse, you push. Yeah. It's money line. I like that. Money line. Money, Look, it's money, money line. line for- Lock it in. Easy. All right, follow Cohen on Twitter, Bad Luck Brian at Brian Cohen eight. Cohen, this is fun. We're gonna have you back on absolutely for sure because I'm sure there's gonna be more losing days and more winning days, and then we're gonna have to talk about. Absolutely. It. Also, Yankees and six. Remember that. 
easy money. Yankees well, and unless it's against the Mets. Honestly, the Mets are pretty good. We'll save we'll save I'm, that for I'm another not, show. I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not a Yankee fan who hates the Mets. People on this show know I'm not a Mets fan that hates the Yankees, Colin. I'm just here to see. I'll bet every New York team. I'm, it's just time. I'm all for, it's New York's time. I'm all for New York winning. I'm all for New York winning, no matter what. Tired of this Always. shit. New York and deserves fuck one. Fuck the Dodgers and everyone in fuck L.A. The They're Dodgers. all fake fans. Remember that. Remember that. Remember fuck that. Fuck the Dodgers. They're the worst fans in the world. Oh, my God. No, fuck the very... Dodgers. Fuck the Lakers. And Cohen's out in L.A. I don't know if you guys heard that in the beginning of this, but he's out in L.A., so he would know. But fuck the Dodgers. They're all terrible. They're all terrible people. They don't deserve a fan. They don't deserve a team. They're the worst fan base in the world. I hate them all. I hate them. I hate them. All right. Well, thanks, Cohen. (laughs) Thanks for coming on. That interview with Brian Cohen was brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Big shout out to Jim, Joe, and Brian for all coming on. This was an awesome episode. All great people, all great friends. So this was really fun. I plan on doing something like this more often, especially because content is slowing up in the offseason until some moves start happening on either the Jets or Giants front or just anything in general. You know, I'll be looking to have some fun with the content we put out on the show, and I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard today. And let me know if you did. You can find us on Twitter at NYFootballPod as well as myself, at Tino Rodriguez with a double underscore. Like, download, rate, and subscribe on all podcast platforms, guys. Thank you for tuning in as always. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay safe. Be awesome. Talk to you guys next time. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.